went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Vareldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. A lot to talk about this week. Uh, we will get to some of the Michael Crow stuff in a little bit. Obviously, he sat down with KTAR's Mike Broomhead for the Amazing Arizonans podcast. But within that podcast, he talked a little bit about the Apple deal, the football program, both men's and women's basketball. So we will get to that in a little bit. But let's start off by going into the QB competition a little bit, guys. Um, Kenny Dillingham obviously made a pretty interesting statement coming uh, from practice the other day. Very interesting. Unfortunately, Drew Pine did suffer a hamstring injury at Camp T. I think that was in the scrimmage, guys. Yeah. Um, So it's down to two, I believe. Down to two by default, yeah. kind of, in a sense. Uh, I mean, we haven't heard a word about Jacob Conover in the past few weeks, months, etc. So feels like, by default, it's a two-horse race between the guy that was here last year in Trenton Borgay and the very high-praised freshman incomer in Jaden Rashada. And I'm very curious to see how it pans out, although I... I'm pretty sure how Jesse knows how it's going to pan out because he's. Well, been... I don't really know how it's going to pan out well, because now Trent, uh, because now Rashada has been playing really well as of late. Uh, 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 apparently, yeah. Um, That's what I've been seeing at least. So, yeah. here's the thing. Here's what I've seen at the practice that I was at. Uh, now, I I I do want to say that the reports out of camp yesterday at their scrimmage at Sun Devil Stadium was that. Jaden Rashada hit a 50-yard uh, throw. That was, you know, the, basically, like, everybody was going crazy about that. But on Monday, when I was or t- Tuesday when I was there. Days mixed together sometimes during football camp. Correct, yes. <laughs> Tuesday when I was there, I just, it was Trenton for me. Like, 100% Trenton for me. And you're not being biased, like you, you, because I know you've been saying all along that you think it's going to be Trenton. You're not being biased here. Can you, like, go away from it a little bit in your head and, and like, go back and think about what you saw on Tuesday and say, maybe Rashada had a few good throws, maybe he did this? Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a few good throws, a few good moments that I saw from Rashada, but overall, I think Borgay is the guy. And... It's not because Rashada is necessarily bad. I just think that Trent Borgay is the more accurate quarterback. Obviously, Rashada has the bigger arm strength and can, you know, throw it down the field. But when I, a lot of those throws go over the head of his receivers, he, he's not as just sharp as Trent Borgay is. Trent Borgay doesn't have a great arm. I'm just going to say that. Does not have a great arm. That is evident. It will be a dink and dunk offense with Trenton Borquet. But I would take that and accuracy over, you know, 57% completion percentage and a few big plays every now and then. Because a few big plays every now and then isn't really going to move your offense down the field uh, 
on a regular basis. It's going to be a couple home runs here and there, unless you really just have an unbelievable running game, which I think ASU will have a good rushing attack. I mean, Sean Aguano has been known to have really good rushing attacks. But just, yeah, from what I saw on Tuesday, it's Trenton for me. He's just much more accurate. Um, but again, yesterday, report out of camp was that he threw interception off the back off his back foot. So I don't know. I'm not the coach. I just think that from what I have seen in in spring and now the couple times that I've been out for fall, Borgay is just a little bit ahead of Rashada. Now I would love Rashada. Because I think it would be great to have this four-star quarterback come in and start for ASU. But you've got to go for with the best guy. It doesn't matter how highly rated someone was. You have to go with the best quarterback. And I think the best quarterback is Tritton Borgay. I mean, if they end up going with Rashada, it's kind of equivalent to, you know, sometimes what we see in the NFL where a team will draft a rookie quarterback Maybe it's not the first overall pick, but it's somewhere in the draft that it's high enough and significant enough that everybody's excited about them bringing in. Like, for example, maybe Tennessee with bringing Will Levis in this year. You're not expecting it to happen immediately, like with Rashada here at ASU, but we're going to be darn excited if Rashada does become the starting quarterback for ASU. Maybe a little nervous, maybe a little tepid, but he brings in kind of an aura that I think has been missing, particularly from the ASU quarterback room, for quite a few years. I mean, I can't remember the last time I felt this good about a quarterback. Probably Jaden Daniels' first year was the last time I felt this good about an ASU quarterback. Here's what I'll say about the quarterback situation as a whole, and when it comes to Jaden Rashada, the team... I think we both, all three of us, know that the team isn't going to be great this year, right? It's not going to be the best year. It's not going to be. It's not going to be as bad as last year. I'll say it's they they could get to six wins, right? But I don't want to throw a freshman quarterback into the fire this early into his college career and get him demoralized so early into his college career. The offensive line isn't great. His weapons are great, right? But is it sure. is he going to have time to get to those weapons? And how is he going to feel when the team is losing a little bit? You know, like, is he going to get down on himself? Is he going to... So we want his confidence to be sky high going into next season when we think this team can start to compete, uh, especially when they go into the Big 12, Jesse. ASU could go, like, 6-6 six and six this year, 5-7. and seven. So I don't necessarily think, Jeremy, that his confidence is going to get necessarily, um, you know, damaged by playing this year. I don't think that's – I think, if anything, it's going to help him. Um, but – But what about the offensive line? That, that's, that's the problem. That's where I'm going. I don't want him to get hurt. This I don't want Borgay to get hurt. This, don't get me wrong. But This, like. is, <laughs> this is the conversation that I, I wanted to have. Offensive line uh, does not look good. <laughs> It does it's, not look uh, good. Is that what you saw at practice the other day specifically? Correct. Okay. So we're not chalking it up to it's early. We're not chalking it up no, to no, no, it's just no. a bummer that they don't have. I mean, they lost They lost Ladarius Henderson, who was the key piece yes, of this offensive exactly. line. Exactly. Yeah. They. So I think that we could see Trenton. We could see Rashada. We could see Pine down the line. When he gets year, back from injury. When he gets back from injury. Just because. I I hate to break it 
to you guys, and I hate to say this, and I hate this because it's just awful for the kids, but, you know, there could be some injuries to the quarterback this year, unfortunately. Well, if they they don't play carefully, sure. But at the same time... Well, I mean, if if, if a defensive lineman just blows by the offensive tackle and just hits the quarterback and they break a rib... Yeah, I mean that happens, but here's the <laughs> it here, here's here's but the it's thing. It's it's right. Thailand. It's but, what you do. It's what you sign it, up for. Exactly. When you, when you think when you think about the offense that Kenny Dillingham's bringing in, you think that he's not going to think about, oh, my offensive line isn't that, you know, not the best. Establish the run. Establish the run end up doing. a little bit. For sure. Get, get some short passes out there, especially with the weapons that they have out there. For sure, but with Tyson they, and with uh with Badger like For sure, but if they they estab- that's why again Borgay I think is the best option here is because they're not going to have a lot of time to throw the ball down the field so it's going to be get your playmakers out there in space and let them go to work it's not going to be these like deep Hail Mary passes that it looks like is more of Rashada's game that's a, that's a good point it's a very good point even going all the way back to the spring game Jesse I remember when we were there you had mentioned it the the football IQ and the playing ability above the shoulders, specifically in here. Yeah. And how Borgay has that a little bit more than the rest of the quarterback room. And that's not to knock any of the other no, no, quarterbacks. No, 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 They're no, no, young. No. They're it's, young compared to it's him. It's just an emphasis on Borgay already understands this yes. offense, even though it's a completely new regime outside of one coach. He understands really. college football, basically. He understands what he's in for. <laughs> and with the shrinking O-line protection, you understand as a quarterback that has been at ASU for as long as Trenton has, that you probably won't have as much time to establish a passing attack. To your point, Jesse, about dink and ducks and short passes and not having to worry about those deep air threats, even though you do have that option, if you do get enough protection, like Elijah Badger can burn a dude down the field. Exactly. He gets outside looks. Exactly. It's probably not going to happen all that much, but when it does, he's ready for it. I just wanted to add one more thing on this topic that I noticed on Tuesday. Uh, I was also there the first day of camp, July 31st, and Trenton still looked like he was struggling with those throws outside the numbers. Um, on Tuesday, his outside throws looking pretty good. Uh, so that that's something that I noticed was a, a step up for Mr. Borgay. There also, you got to think about the amount of reps that these quarterbacks get yeah tuesday they're coming off a little bit of a break he comes in he's sharp maybe july 31st he had been throwing a little bit uh before that you know leading up to that his arm could be sore that's something that we never talk about when it comes to these quarterbacks arm their arm they'd have to throw a lot that throws the ball they have to throw a lot (laughs) You, you would think that they would get sore every once in a while so um they're human as well, so you got you got to look at that. Oh, and I do have one more thing to say as well. I think the fan base wants Rashada. Hundred percent think the fan base wants Rashada, but again, just trust that the coaches are picking the best quarterback because I think that whoever they go with is probably going to be who's who they've seen is the best. You know, again, I've been at two practices. If it's if it's not Rashada though. I'm sure there's a reason, so don't like lose your minds over that. First game, two weeks, right? Southern Utah. Two weeks here, from today. Two Thursdays from now. Two weeks from today, which is great, you know, right. because... And then a week from today, 
Kenny Dillingham says we will know the starting quarterback for that game. Yep. Exciting. So, emergency pod? <laughs> Definitely pod. We're probably going to pod anyway that Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it. we probably can't do it at 8.30 in the morning. I don't know how much of an emergency it'll be. but It'll, it'll be an emergency. Be it's, the, it's the biggest pod of the offseason. Who names the starting quarterback? Or who is the starting yeah. quarterback? All right. You yeah. sold me. Sold. Sold me. Um... Now let's get to the big news of the week Speaking so far. Sold on. Um, so we we all talked about the TV deals. We did multiple episodes on the TV deals and also you know what could be, what is going to happen, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, all that. So last Friday I was able to go and shoot a podcast with Mike Broomhead who sat down with Michael Crow, the president of ASU if you didn't know that, why are you listening to this? I'm just kidding um, no, Don't scare him away, <laughs> Wow, Jeremy <laughs> um, Michael Crow is the president of Arizona State University, if you did not know that, uh, but he basically said that um, I don't know, he talked about why the Apple deal didn't happen We had what I thought was a great offer from Apple, most, most of the fan base didn't think it was a great Apple, but I mean a great deal but I don't think they knew that much about it so basically, what the Apple deal was is Apple would spend $500 million in the first year to take all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all the women's basketball games in the Pac-12, digitally capture them, and make them available to everyone. And, um, uh, and you could play the games whenever you wanted to play them. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. And all of the data from those games would be available. So you could zoom in on Mike Broomhead, the player, you could zoom in on, you know, great plays. You could be watching all the games at the same time if you wanted. There was going to be a, a fee for that, and that was the big uncertainty, and then a guarantee of a certain uh, price, a certain income to the schools, and then a joint partnership going forward of anything above the guarantee would be a 50-50 split. So from my perspective, you kept the Pac-12 together as a regional conference, and then you'd have this whole new way to broadcast digitally all of your content. Most of us thought that was a pretty good deal, including me. Uh, Along the way, others didn't think that was a good deal. Maybe that Apple shouldn't do that. And so at the last second, the Big Ten, working, I would guess, with their media groups, picked off two teams. Yeah. um, So when I first heard that, I was like, you know, kind of sounds cool. The Apple deal kind of sounds cool. I kind of would have liked that. Just to be able to go to one place... You know, I don't have to worry about where my Pac-12 football is going to be, if it's going to be on ESPN, if it's going to be on Fox, if it's going to be on CBS, if it's going to be on um, Pac-12 Network. It's the same place every single week. It would be the same place every single week. So I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. I could watch multiple games at the same time. You know, put like, say there's six Pac-12 games on at the same time. I throw all those uh, six games on and I'd I'd be rolling. But then uh, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch was like, the fee is on top of the Apple TV Plus subscription. Yeah, it's not like the Amazon Prime deal for Thursday Night Football that if you have Amazon Prime, you can just watch Thursday Night Football. Yeah, that's lame. Which is the whole emphasis of why the subscription model stuck out to many people as to that being an incentivizing thing for the universities. The I don't understand why he keeps going back. Well, I do understand, but he keeps mentioning, without mentioning, the whole Washington and Oregon departure. 
<laughs> as a big reason for why they ended up not doing the deal and leaving. Look, if you liked the deal, you could have stayed on this ship that has a ton of holes in it and is treading water right now. I think, but, the, the, Mitch, the Apple deal was only contingent on if they had those 10 teams. Like, I mean, we don't know that for sure. But, I'm, I'm certain that Apple probably came forward and said, hey... We're going to do this. And there's probably, a, lot, there's were, a lot of uncertainty around what's going on here, but, but they give me this. But they were probably like, you need to have Washington and Oregon. <laughs> right? Like, it, you would think that that was a big deal to Apple in this scenario. So You need that Seattle and Portland market. You want those, those, markets. those two markets. I get it. The, Coop, the Cupertino company, small small business, you know, the mom-pop shop, they, they need as many markets as they can get. Fresno State and San Diego State not going to move the, <laughs> the, the needle, unfortunately. I just wanted to say, uh, well, I mean, Fresno State... Uh, and, well, San Diego, I mean, that's a good market. You know, Fresno, not so much, but maybe add San Jose State. Their alumni base is not as big as uh, Washington and Oregon, unfortunately. Adding San Jose State was a joke, by the way. There's no way that would ever happen. I don't know. Now, now it might. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, who it, knows what in, they're gonna in the previous installment of when the Pac-12 was a Power 5 conference. Um, no, but I just wanted to take it back uh, one more time to the whole subscription-based thing and how I'd have to pay another fee. Y'all, I got a cool job here. This is great. You know, everything. I don't make very much money. Sports journalism, just not the the, the uh, best-paying field. Uh, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> I would just go to a sports bar or something and watch the game. I wouldn't pay for that. So, yeah, you lost a customer with me. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bring your pen and pad with you to the bar. As Pretty you're, much. You're yep. pulling up with your ice water. Yep. As you're doing your Yep, 100%. Just do do my notes. Or do he would notes, or yeah. you would just come to the station. Yep, or come to the station. I would I would not Which is be, even more free than we, going to a restaurant. Would, would we pay for it? Would, would we pay for it at the station? That was here's my question. A, here's the thing. I don't I'm not going to assume that Dr. Crow is trying to save face and emphasizing how good this deal was, especially on the heels of the report that was out there of how ESPN Offered, and we talked about it last week. Offered the thirty a year for the schools, and the presidents went back to George Klyovkov and said, "No, ask for fifty And ESP and said, "You know, bye bye." This is a very interesting way to go about trying to emphasize a deal that it's not nearly as enticing as an ESPN deal would have been. And I would, in you know, maybe if they had gone back and said, "Hey, you know, thirty-five, but fifty what are you doing? <laughs> Fifth, like, does any conference make fifty million a school? Apparently, there was SEC. another report that came out yesterday that the 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 math on how much the Pac-12 thought they should have been getting was done by a professor at one of the universities. Sounds about right. Sounds thinking, a little biased thinking, to me. If you're going to one professor to determine the value of ten universities, I think you got to figure out a new method of calculating your value. I mean, my professors were. Big into the football team as well, so I don't know if they would have been the best people to go to. <laughs> it, it almost just sounds like a situation of you and a buddy, you're at a bar, and you're telling the guy, oh, I, I got this job offer, and it was for 50k a year. And your buddy says, no, dude, you're worth way more than that. You should ask for 100K. Do you know how much ASU football means to me? (laughs) Do you know what it means to be a UCLA Bruin, bro? Like... (laughs) It, 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 this is, it reeks wait, hold on. With... We have a new character on the show. It's surfer <laughs> professor dude that teaches at UCLA. 
Dude, you're way we're, you're worth way too much for that. You're worth way too much for that, dude. Sir, for Professor Dude at UCLA is a pending trademark of the state of the Sun Devils podcast via Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> um my biggest takeaway from this is some of the people that are commenting on the video that we shared yesterday on Arizona Sports about that specific quote that Michael Crow had right there. They're like, he obviously hasn't heard of streaming before. No, he was excited about the specific deal in terms of you can zoom in on a certain player, zoom in on certain highlights. It's all there. It's the all features, this and that. The capabilities the, the small features. That you can get. Yes, Amazon has some of those features for Thursday Night Football. We've seen that. We've seen the tracking technology that Amazon Amazon has. Yep, yep, but yep. That I is, just go on collegefootballreference.com. But, but again, that is somewhat new. He's not talking specifically about archived footage. He no, knows no. about archived footage. Trust me, Michael Crow knows about all that stuff. It's just he was excited about the specific details that went into the Apple deal. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And to Gambo's point that he made yesterday on the show Mitch produces, Burns and Gambo show in the afternoons, that's 2 to 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Sick plug, thank you. Um, um, he made a point that stop talking about your ex-girlfriend. Please. Like, please stop that, talking about her. That's basically what they're doing. That's basically what Michael Crow's doing. He's yeah. like, man, she would have been really nice to me. But, you know. Her favorite color was always blue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've had some conversations about that stuff with Jeremy. About what? color being blue or the ex-girlfriend? Uh, no, uh, being hung up on ex uh <laughs> You? Chips, yeah. You're outing yourself today, huh? What? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. I don't know. Um, here, the third character we're about to invent, Jesse's love life character. No, that's just my real, authentic self, Mitch. <laughs> On the next episode of State of the Sun Devils, come to Jesse's therapy session. Um, <laughs> let's just uh, let's play this other cut from Michael Crow before we we uh, we start to wrap this up. He was talking about just the football program in general and how he feels about the state of it right now. I, I hold everyone accountable for all kinds of outcomes, and so net uh, net, we've made huge progress in athletics. We now have to make progress in, in football. You know, we have, we have, we have uh, fired two coaches in the last uh, several years. That's been very expensive. Uh, this coach, uh, 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 Coach Dillingham, uh, young, uh, kind of a uh, uh, savant in football. I mean, people are talking about him as if, you know, he's a, he's a prodigy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we'll see if prodigy can, can happen here. And in basketball, men's basketball, we are making serious prog progress uh, in women's basketball, new coaches. And, and if you look at all of our sports, you know, where we are, where we're doing, people, people are concentrating and I think disappointed about football. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so am I. So have you all heard the uh, Jerry Jones cut when they asked him about DeAndre Hopkins? No. Refresh my memory. Yeah. Good. He was like, he just like fumbled around his words and said something like, probably not. Uh, he was like, that, 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 uh, probably not. That cut right there gives me um, those vibes because – Where he's like, uh, women's basketball, new coaches. Uh... Yeah, women's – like that, that's what he said about the women's basketball program is just new coach. What is that – like what do you mean by that? And then the – The basketball – the men's basketball – cut part of that what? <laughs> he said that they're in they feel like they're moving in a good direction there's they lost a... they lost their start their entire starting lineup except yeah, for one and, player and again they won't yeah, address the arena situation yeah. they're just keeping it the same yeah 
That's my bad for not asking him the question about the <laughs> Desert Financial Arena guys. And, and the, my fault. Well, he's, he's answered before, and he would give you the same answer. Um, We're always working to upgrade our facilities, yeah, probably. And yeah, and then, uh, you know, with the football stuff, like, he, he, he got that somewhat right. Like, you know, Kenny Dillingham is supposed to be a prodigy and that kind of thing, so... That kind Prodigy, of thing, but it's but it's also kind of a project, right? Like you're starting yeah. from fresh. You're bringing in an alum, right, to run your football program. But it's the first time he's running a football program of any kind at the head coaching level. Like I, I understand his optimism, and what he's supposed to go up there and say. Eh, I just don't think we're going to be. No, no, no. This that's year. what I'm saying. I mean, the back. optimism's good for football. Like that, that's good. But the parts that he mentioned in the basketball teams, I was just like, well, they, what? they got a few months to get everything together. Um, sure. It's, it it's coming. It, basketball always comes up on you. You're like, yeah. by the way, did you see the it's announcement like of the uh, game they're going to be playing? I yeah, TCU. Beach Classic. Mm-hmm. Revenge! Yeah! We were up by how many points in the second half and blew it? 11? Oh, I, I, I blocked <laughs> it out of my memory. I'm still haunted by the last second tip-in shot. Like, ugh. And yes, Jesse, I said we because I went to the school. Our new Big 12 rival, TCU. <laughs> I'm calling it now. At least in basketball. That is, yeah, that I is something that we can think about. neutral uh, journalist over here. Speaking about State of the Sun Devils getting angry every time someone says something about your school is not neutral journalism. I am completely neutral. <laughs> yeah. let, Je- let Jesse stay neutral. But, yeah, um, neutral journalist. There's, there's something, I'm sorry to bring Please. it off, but there's yeah. something developing, it would seem like. So we talked last week about Jake Smith. And his eligibility supposedly getting denied by the NCAA. Looks like the NCAA has not had enough. At least that's what we're assuming right now. So this tweet is from Xavion Alford, one of the new cornerbacks for ASU. He tweeted out at 6.57 this morning on August 17th, which we're recording. In all caps, punishing kids for leaving a school who didn't want them and funneled them into depression during their lowest points in life is sad. Quote tweeted by the great people at Devil's Digest to do a good job covering the team. Much like wide receiver Jake Smith, ironically, another USC transfer who ended up at ASU, the Sun Devil safety may also be deemed ineligible for this year by the NCAA, which is extremely unfortunate. And I can't help but wonder why the NCAA cares so darn much about all of a sudden implementing rules that they just created. They're because using ASU as an example. Here's, here's, what, here's why they're doing this. Because they don't really have very much power in any other aspect anymore except for like controlling their tournaments in is mark emmert still in charge no i don't believe so i don't believe so i I could be wrong uh but yeah but there's they just want to be controlling i don't know if y'all ever had those teachers in school that i don't know why we've talked so much about teachers and professors and stuff and we'll we'll talk more about that actually cal surfer bro teach uh yeah but like i don't know if y'all ever had those teachers that like were really like strict for no reason and yeah yeah you were nothing but nice to them and then they'd just be mean to you yeah exactly yeah. or like it's because they had tenure jesse were you a teacher's pet <laughs> i was not i was kind of just neutral teacher's oh, pet I, every every teacher left me except for the ones that screamed Dude, mitch was I used, definitely a teacher's pet i used to so my, my pet i was i was just a good student there was a semester where the first uh the first class of the day i had my lacrosse coach so i'd show up late and bring him a coffee Jeez. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that that's one I wouldn't have. That adds up over time, Jeremy. I just hope you realize that. This, so, this is why we're all in debt. It's because you had to bring a coffee because you showed up late for the first day of lacrosse. Yeah, I school. feel I feel like your coach would have gotten especially was, mad about that. It was a. Uh, 
philosophy class or something. I don't know. It, oh, speaking of classes, Jeremy, we'll talk more about Do you remember any of your, like, classes from your high school? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I I did watch, ironically enough, I did watch The Apprentice in uh, econ class. Like The Celebrity Apprentice? Apprentice. Yeah, no, the actual show, The Apprentice. Yeah, like... Before Donnie T just brought in a bunch of celebrities. Okay, got it. Yeah, with like, with like... He brought in like random people, people. With actual business acumen. Yeah, and he just Got fired it. and you just fired them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I did in econ class. Interesting. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Did Which I did, back to your point about being in journalism, <laughs> probably should have been learning more about the world and, uh, and money and stuff like that. Yeah, but. Jeremy. Good job. <laughs> um, but uh no, the NCAA, they just want control. Um they they want to uh, punish kids. They're, they're that. They're that teacher that y- when you ask to use the bathroom and you really have to go, they're like, "Why?" Yeah, it's it's not. Can I use the bathroom? It's may, may I, I use the, the bathroom? bathroom? Yeah, or like w- w- when they say when you ask, "Can I use the bathroom?" They say, "I don't know. Can you?" <laughs> and my response is, "You're the math teacher." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's bad. We forgot to play one cut from Michael Crow, and I really did want to talk about this for a second. Uh, This was about uh, the possibility of ASU and U of A breaking up in this conference, realignment stuff. Arizona and Arizona State, we are are, uh, sisters, rivalrous with each other, uh, jealous from time to time of each other, and, and we have all of the things that go on in real families. This is like a real family. You know, you love each other, you argue with each other, stomp out sometimes, you know, but, but we had decided as a family that we were not separating. And so we made that decision a long time ago, uh, uh, Bobby Robbins and I, President Robbins and I, and, uh, and that's the way that it, that it went down. Yeah, I would not say that UVA and ASU is a family. So I was on the field at the end of the uh, Territorial <laughs> Cup last year, and I was very just, like, disturbed by what I was hearing from the crowd. You know, there are some families, I guess, that are that dysfunctional, but I'm not sure about that. You know, there, there's dysfunction, and then there's, like, an extra, like, 10 on the scale of 1 to 10 of dysfunction. And if ASU and U of A are a family, they're at like a 10.5. And, yeah, I, I don't know if I would ever call the rival school of the school that I went to a family member. I kind of just don't really – I kind of was taught to just not like them. In your family, you're kind of told to like this person. I don't like – or you know, I, I don't want to talk to Uncle Jim. Yeah, like, but but people are like, you know, be nice to Uncle Jim. Uncle I don't want to share my toys with exactly. cousin Ronnie. Exactly. But but Uncle Wildcat. This is, or this cousin is what hap- This is what happens. Bob Bobbins. <laughs> this is what happens if you go to ASU and you're a freshman at ASU and you say, "I don't want to play with the Wildcats." They're like, "Good, that's encouraged here." <laughs> <laughs> so not a family, Mike. <laughs> And not Mike Broomhead, Michael Crow. <laughs> Doc. Doc. We ain't fam, brah. Um, okay, before we get out of here, unfortunate news. Eno Benjamin is out for the season. Tough. Torn Achilles. He was going to get a really good shot there. Yeah. Alvin um, Kamara is suspended. He's on the Saints. So he would have gotten probably some opportunities to maybe even start for the Saints. So that's tough. Um also, we saw X Valade got picked up by the Steelers. 
Correct, yep. Yes. After getting waived by Houston. So glad he quickly got back on his feet. And in a in a really good organization in terms of NFL organizations. And, and NFL running backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gets to, you know, just kind of be a backup there, which would be good for him. Oh, and then Frank Darby got waived by Atlanta, too. Yeah, so I he's see hurt. That. Mm-hmm. That's hurt, too. Yeah, my sister was really upset that she didn't get to see Frank Darby and, and because they were playing against Atlanta last week. The Who Dolphins. does your sister work for? Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Okay, there yeah. you go. Um, so Frank Darby was not uh, did not travel with the team. Uh, it was really unfortunate. <sighs> Bummer. I hope uh, he lands back on his feet. He's so nice. He's uh, such a good guy. Again, this is Jesse being an unbiased journalist. Loves his sweet tea. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I can say that somebody is a nice person. Why not- do you? Why do you know Frank Darby? Because I covered him. Because you went to. I covered him for Devil's Digest. Because you went. If you didn't go to ASU, you would not have covered him for a Devil's Digest, right? Probably not. Okay. No. Trying to antagonize him, and I don't. I, but I don't know how that doesn't make me. An I'm unbiased. afraid you're going to forget about the most important story that has to do with ASU. But... Spencer, Spencer Torkelson's on fire. That's one. That's a good one. Okay. What is it? Four home runs in the last two weeks. Um, six home six. runs in the last seven games. Yeah. Holy smokes! He he's, so he's hitting three forty six in those seven games. Yeah. Here's the thing with Spencer Torkelson. I wanted Tork. to touch on this. So far, his MLB career has kind of been disappointing. It's been okay. Yeah, it's, it's been okay. But he now has a 21 home run season in Major League Baseball. He's sure going to add to that total before the season ends. And so he's a, he, he might not have been a number one pick yet, but he has for sure established himself as you know an everyday first baseman in Major League Baseball. So Stud. props to Torque for making a name for himself. Torque bombs. He's getting there. If what, nothing else, maybe an All Star next year. Who knows? Maybe you what, know. Maybe. What did I miss, Mitch? Okay. <laughs> we had to bring this up. Okay. Because I was fascinated when I found out. Oh yes. Oh yeah. The College of Liberal Arts and Sciences <laughs> introduced a new course for the upcoming fall, and it's in the Psych Building, I believe. And it's focused on the learning psycho. It's focused on psychological concepts of Taylor Swift music. Okay. Are you a Swifty? Not a Swifty, but okay. I'm just fascinated that well, it has I, gotten to the point that Swift psychology, basically, is now being taught at ASU. I took a Michael Jackson course just like that. Did you really? Yeah, at ASU. Apparently, they're harder than you would expect. Yeah, it was very tough. I got a C. A C? Yeah. It was a very tough class. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. they're harder than you expect. So you got a C. That's going to do it for this edition. Well, of- I had, oh, come on. I had takes. The best part. I had takes on this class, okay? Hit me. What you got? Okay. Uh, my takes are that hopefully they're learning about uh, the first two Taylor Swift albums because the rest of her career was downhill from there. Did you, Have you listened to Folklore and Evermore? Well, that... Uh, uh, have you listened uh, to... Those, those are like your type of music, Jesse. Uh, Lover is the best... Lover is her best song overall, but her first two albums are her best two albums. This is ridiculous that you have not... You need to listen to Folklore I and mean, Evermore. I've listened to, I mean, I've listened to it in passing, okay. you know? They're your, that's your type of music. You would like it. But again, I, I'm saying Lover is her best song, recent song, uh, <laughs> but then her first two albums are you know tim mcgraw uh you belong with me i mean some some classic songs uh love story please name a song that's not mainstream please our song uh uh, why would i have to why do i need to name taylor swift songs that aren't mainstream do you not like cruel summer uh i'm sure it's a fantastic song do you not like the man 
I'm sure the man is a fantastic song. Okay. I've do you, totally do you to not it. like lavender? I, I, why do all of these songs have one have like one word names? It's easy to remember. Um, do you I, like maroon <sighs> and gold? Ah, I did want to mention this because there's a quote from um, it's a PhD student, I believe, teaching it. It's a once a week course. Her name is Alexandra Warmly. And she says the course is basically using Taylor Swift as a semester long example of different phenomena being gossip, relationships and revenge. The class is not a seminar on how much we like or dislike her. We want to be able to learn about psychology. I just think it's fascinating that with the phenomena that Taylor Swift has been and now become and elevated herself to the fact that it's being taught at ASU says something. But there's bad news pointed out by one of our favorites, Paula Bovin, the great over at the Cronkite What's the School. bad news? Psy 498 topic, psychology of Taylor Swift, has no remaining open seats. Oh, no, I, I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> I couldn't go back to school and do it anyway. Here's the problem. Here's, <laughs> I'd have to re-enroll. Here's I don't the, want to do that. Here's the problem with Taylor Swift. Her fans have gone... Well, hold on. Hold on. There's a problem with Taylor Swift? <laughs> do, do, wait, do not say what you're about to say. Yeah, careful, the Swifties buddy. will come after you. I don't care. Swifties <laughs> come after me. Oh, no. Here's the problem. Their fans have gone a bit too far. It's become their identity. Don't let a fan... A fandom of a musician become your identity. That's my advice to the... anyone. I like Taylor Swift, though. Disclaimer, I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Get that out there in, in ink. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Highly recommend it. Sure it was, but it doesn't have to become your identity, Jeremy. No, I, I agree. I, I'm just, I, I, need to, I need to say this so the Swifties don't come after us. <laughs> it's a great concert. Three hours. She must train like a professional athlete the way she goes through that concert. It's insane. She's running around the stage. She's dancing, not skipping a beat. Two surprise songs per show, Jesse. Two surprise songs per show. And it's over three hours long. You get your money's worth if you go to see a Taylor Swift concert. She's doing like back-to-back nights, too. She did like four nights in a row in L.A. It's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, church is better. She's in Mexico City this week. Will you be careful with your words, please? What is Justin going to think when he gets to this point in the pod and he says, what what is Jesse doing? Dissing Taylor Swift. Is Justin Justin Prestergaard our uh, esteemed uh, fan? uh, Fan, is he a big Swifty? Let us know. Yeah, Justin, if you're a Swifty, add us if you could, please. Thank you. Um. I don't know if there's anything. Oh, this is very important. It's Giveathon week, guys. Um, this is a big week here at Arizona Sports and KTAR News. We get together the, uh, in the middle of August every year to make sure that Phoenix Children's uh, gets the money that they deserve, basically. Um, and if you do donate and become a champion of hope, that makes it so that a child at Phoenix Children's can get a teddy bear and some stickers. We'd really appreciate it if you go check it out on ArizonaSports.com or KTAR.com. Um, you can text the word GIVE to 62620 and just go from there as well uh, in order to make some of these kids you know, happy because some of the things that they have to go through, it's just it's not fun. And if we can make their day every once in a while, that that's just what it's all about. So please, if you can, uh, please go check that out on ArizonaSports.com. Yeah, you can also call 
nine three three four five six seven to donate six zero two nine three three four five six seven. And also, big news this morning: we eclipsed a million dollars in donations yes. this week. Let's go! So that is huge. Uh, we'll continue to do that throughout the the next couple days, and we'll keep you updated on that. But that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for joining us for Mitch Ferreldis and Jesse Morrison. I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you soon.